While You Were Folding, Episode 44, Letter Writing. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things. Marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 11 years and a mother for nine. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's go ahead and start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of this time of year. For a lot of us, it's a time of transition as kids are heading back to school and um, some of us are in jobs that revolve around the school year. We thank you for the gift of this fresh start. We thank you for the gift of teachers and school communities and the blessing that it is for myself personally, to be part of such a strong and vibrant parish. We ask you to bless all of the teachers, all of the students, and everyone that's in a time of transition right now. And we ask you to give us the long view, to give us your view of time, to remember if anyone is struggling or is having a tough time with a transition that You already know what's best for us and that we should lean on you for any peace or wisdom that we need, that we can trust, that you're going to use all of it for good and that we can, um, speaking to last week's episode about parenting from fear, we can turn over any of our parenting concerns to you. And we just thank you for the gift of this life. And we ask you to continue to guide us and protect us and to lead us forward in whatever it is you're asking of us. And we pray these things through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so uh, before I jump in to today's topic, which is letter writing, I wanted to be sure and revisit last week's episode. That was episode 43, Parenting from Fear. And I got some great feedback from Diana Christine. And you might remember, she's the one who had written to me about some questions that she had about um, just being fearful about what summer camp would look like for kids and how that sounded a little bit scary. And I ended up turning that into the whole episode, but she gave me some really great feedback that I wanted to read. She said, been meaning to message you and say that I really liked your last episode. I was impressed how you took a minor comment in my feedback and turned it into a whole episode. Still, I feel like it was a message I really needed to hear right now. I had been stressing out more than usual lately about my family's safety, maybe because of all the mass shootings coverage in the media. The same day I listened to your podcast, I got to the part of the heart of perfection where Colleen starts talking about how fear is not of God. Sometimes I think God tries to beat me over the head with a message when he tries to speak to me. I know I need to trust God and his bigger plan more. I also really like your idea of remembering my family's guardian angels and asking them to watch over us. So thanks. 
Best wishes to your family as you start the new school year. Here in New York, we don't start till after Labor Day, but the school year goes till the end of June. And both my kids are starting nursery school for the first time this year. Only a few hours a day, twice a week, but it'll definitely be a transition for me. I've been with them 24-7 basically since they were born. Hope you don't mind the long message. I feel like I know you since I listened to your podcast. Well, first of all, Diana, Christine, I love all of your feedback and I do not mind a long message. I thought it was fantastic. And I was cracking up over the part where you said that you feel like sometimes God beats you over the head with a message when he tries to speak with you because I feel the exact same way. Anytime I'm discerning something or praying about some decision, I feel like I start to see the thing come up everywhere in my life. So I'm glad to hear someone else identifies with that. And I'm glad that hopefully um, the conversation that I started last week in that episode is somehow helping to bring you some peace. Parenting, it just feels like this really scary thing. And I think our culture wants us to parent out of fear. I think, well, first of all, you're told before you even get to become a parent how much it's going to cost you and how you're never even going to be able to afford to have all these diapers, let alone pay for your kid's college education. And they have all these crazy articles about how how much it costs to raise a child. And if you actually believed all the numbers and took that into account in your family planning, people would never have children. So um, yeah, I think the culture just wants us to parent out of fear. And I think while we have to have prudence and use use our brains that God gave us, that we also have to lean on him and remember that it's not all up to us. And that God also gave our kids their own guardian angels that we can lean on and pray to for their protection. So um, I think there's a lot of scary things that have been happening in the news. And sometimes if I start to feel the overwhelm with the news, like what you're talking about with the mass shootings and everything else, I decide to take a news fast every now and then. And I've been trying to work harder to make sure that my news sources are balanced and that they're coming from, it just feels like the culture is more and more polarized lately politically. So I try to make sure that I'm getting my news from a variety of sources that have different interpretations and lenses of what's going on. But every now and then I just turn it all off. And I stop looking at it because it is so easy to fall into despair if you overdose on the news sometimes. So maybe if you get to that point, consider taking a little break from it and then come back when you feel like you're in a better place. Um, Those are just a couple of the thoughts that I had after I read your feedback, Diana, Christine. But I hope that your kids have a great start to the school year when they get back after Labor Day here in just a couple weeks. And in the meantime, I'll be praying for you that you continue to lean on God and that you're able to parent from a place of peace instead of fear. Because that part from The Heart of Perfection and then the other book that I talked about last week, Sonia Corbett's book, Fearless, it has really helped me to understand that when I'm feeling fear, that that's not of God and that I need to turn over those feelings to him so that he can give me the spirit of peace that he wants me to have. So I hope those are words of consolation for you. I know that it's easier said than done. And when the rubber meets the road, when you're facing whatever decision is right in front of you, that it's much more difficult and daunting. And I was having one of those moments earlier today. 
And I was talking with my husband about it and sending him a couple of text messages when he had left for work. And he said, you know what? When the babysitter comes over later this afternoon, and she's upstairs with the kids right now. And so if you hear the elephants (laughs) coming in from the door from school, they just arrived a couple minutes ago. I have a babysitter upstairs with them. I'm going to record this quick episode, help with homework. And then my husband suggested that I should head to the Adoration Chapel. So I think I'm going to do that because I think that it will definitely bear a lot of fruit for a smooth start to the school year once I get everyone situated around here. So anyway, uh, Diana, Christine, thanks again for your feedback, and I hope I'll hear from you soon. This week, I wanted to talk about letter writing. And this is inspired by a book that I've been reading for a while now. I started it before I got pregnant with Gloria, and then I got super sick with morning sickness and put it down for a while. And I picked it back up again about a month ago. And let's see how many pages. I think it's like 600. Yeah, it's about 600 pages. So it's a longer one. Those of you may have heard of Flannery O'Connor. She's a really famous Catholic writer. Um best known for her short stories and really pithy comments. And oh, I just, I love her writing. This is the former English major in me talking. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that in college I studied secondary education and I got nearly an endorsement in English, but I decided to drop it because I didn't want to grade papers (laughs) for the rest of my life which is hilarious because I only taught for two years before we started our family and I started staying at home. Um, And then I finished and I got an endorsement in Spanish and taught high school Spanish for two years. But if I'm honest, I think my true passion was for literature all along. And I've been reading The Letters of Flannery O'Connor and the book is called The Habit of Being. And It's just a bunch of letters that Flannery wrote, and they were selected and edited by Sally Fitzgerald, who was one of Flannery's friends. And these letters, it's it just chronicles 15 years of letters. You don't get to read the responses. You just get to read Flannery's writings. And it is so cool to get to have a sense of a person's life spanning 15 years of her writing, of her literary career and the relationship that she has between friends, other writers. There's at least one priest that she writes to regularly, some fans of her writing that contact her, some professors, And you get a sense of what it was like in the times. Let's see, the first year that she starts writing, I think it was, yeah, some of the earliest letters are from the late 40s. And then the last letter that she wrote in here is right before she died. She struggled with lupus throughout her life and uh, had a really difficult time health-wise. But her letters are such a source of her strength, and she had such a great sense of humor, and she did not take herself too seriously. And the editor of the book did a great job of keeping her original spelling of everything throughout the book. And I can't remember the exact quote, but Flannery said something like, my mom always said I was an, an ignorant speller. 
And she just made it up as she went. But the letter writing culture has so been lost. And we have cell phones, we have text messages for constant contact. And that's great. But I think the downside of that is that we have less thoughtful communication. Reading these letters has shown me how beautiful it is that she, that Flannery had cultivated several dozen close-knit connections with people that she had regular correspondence with. And it was handwritten letters that developed those relationships beyond the getting together one-on-one in person. And these letters, because she's actually writing them by hand, possibly typing some of them on her typewriter, she was taking the time out to sit down at the end of her day and put pen to paper or type something up on her typewriter and really thoughtfully consider what the person had written to her in their last letter and write back and realizing that it's probably going to take a couple of days for the letter to get to the person. And because of that, giving more thought to what the words are going to say. And she dove really deeply into some theological debates, but then she also got into things like the minutia of raising peacocks on her family estate. And she, the pendulum swings from this really hilarious, pithy tone to something that just you want to underline and write down and remember for the rest of your life. And I just love, I love reading these letters. And it has made me realize that I have not done a very good job lately of writing letters. And it's something that I want to take back up again. And so I have resolved to start writing one letter a week until Christmas. And I would like to challenge all of you to do the same if you're up to it. And maybe this is something that you're going to do on your own. But maybe if you want extra credit, (laughs) the former teacher and me coming out, maybe this is something that you could do with your husband. Maybe it could be a weekly activity that the two of you do. Um, Maybe it's something that you could do with your kids and you together with your kids could write a letter to a family member, maybe a grandparent who is not getting out as much or might be a little bit lonely or an older parishioner from your church. And maybe if you have young children, they could create a picture for the relative, or you could send along a picture of your family. Um, Another fun idea is if you have a loved one's big milestone coming up, either an anniversary or a birthday, you could consider enlisting some other handwritten letters from other people. So for my dad's 60th birthday, I asked about 100 of his closest friends, distant family members, uh, former co-workers to send in a handwritten letter about him, memories of him, uh, different things that they had been through together. And then if they wanted to send in a picture, they could send in a picture. And I put all the letters together into a scrapbook. And it was so much fun fun over the course of a couple of weeks to gather all of these different notes and memories of my dad and then to be able to present it to him in a book and for him to get to flip through and see handwritten notes from people. And it's something that I think he'll treasure forever. And the other really cool um, 
letter writing activity that I think is fun is there's this great website and I'm not getting paid for this. And I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before. It's called storyworth.com. They are a website where you can choose a relative and we chose uh, grandparents that we would send one question to a week and the question would be sent to them via email and then they could answer either via phone or they could type up their response and send it back to the website. And then at the end, StoryWorth creates a book of all of their responses. And it's a great um, way for the family to have this heritage of answers from the family member of all of these different questions. You could ask things like, what was your first date like? And what was your favorite thing to do when you were eight years old? Or what was, what's your biggest regret of your younger years or whatever. But it's been, it was a lot of fun to read through my grandparents' responses to those questions. And it was a fun way for all of us to connect and to have the ongoing correspondence between everyone. Um, But back to the handwritten letters and the art of letter writing, I've been thinking about this for a while since I started rereading, well, not rereading, but picking this book up again, Flannery O'Connor's Letters. And I bought myself, last time I was at Target last week, I bought myself some really fun, inexpensive stationery. And I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to just save up those specialized items, like fancy bubble bath, or if it's a nice lotion that someone gave me, or personalized stationery, I tend to just save it thinking that it's too good to use. And if if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a really big fan of Gretchen Rubin. She does the Happier podcast, and she talks about um, spending out to use up the thing for what it's meant for. So I am... I am resolved to do that from now on. So I bought the stationery and I'm going to use it and I'm going to try to write at least one letter every week until Christmas. And the other thing that's been tripping me up is I keep running out of stamps because I never buy enough at a time. And I just learned, and maybe you've known this forever and you're you're going to say, where have you been? Um, but I bought stamps on Amazon. I did not realize that you can, buy, you can buy certified postage on Amazon. So I found some really cute forever stamps on there. And now I have a bunch on hand and now I don't have any excuses. So maybe go ahead and check that out if you're looking for some stamps and it's tough for you to get out of the house because of the stage in life that you're in. So that's my challenge. I'm going to start writing one letter every week. And um, they're going to be all different kinds of notes. I'm going to put it on my calendar for the same time and day each week. And I'm going to send off a note once a week. And they're going to be maybe a thank you note, maybe a sympathy card or a word of encouragement. Um, I'm hoping to start up some more correspondence with my out of town friends that I don't get to see in person nearly as much, but that I want to have longer ongoing conversations with. And I think the cool thing about having an out of town friend is that you don't have the pressure to have the constant contact. So it's easier to dive into the deeper conversations the way that Flannery O'Connor did in her letters. So 
I have a lot of friends from out of town that I think it would be fun to start up those longer form letters with. And um, I also think it's so cool. And I've received a couple of these other letters before, but the kind where someone sends a note that says, hey, I noticed this really awesome thing about you and I've never told you it before, but I think you need to know it. So I'm trying to make it a goal of mine to write those notes when I notice those things about people. So that's my challenge. I hope you'll consider writing letters with me uh, until Christmas, one letter a week, pick a day, pick a time that you can make it happen on a regular basis. And if it's working for you, I want to hear about it. That is all that I have for this week. I hope that you will start writing some letters and I want to hear your feedback on what you thought about today's episode. You can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. A couple of you have been leaving me messages on Voxer and that is my favorite feature of the podcast. If you want to start leaving me voicemails on there, just search for my name, Catherine Boucher, and you'll be able to send me a direct message and I can share it on a future episode. If you liked the show, please consider leaving a positive rating and a review in iTunes, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes for today's episode, episode 44, for how to leave a rating and and a review. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.